In the morning, when you need the news that matters most. They can kiss my f***ing ass right downtown and print it. You need the front page. All these mother editorials. On the press box. They're really, really behind you around here. My f***ing ass. With Graney and Bischoff. Rip them mother Rip them suckers like the f***ing players. The Flames beat the Oilers 9-6 in game one of round two. Calgary led the game 5-1 at one point, and yet Edmonton managed to tie it at 6-6. But the Flames did score the last three goals of the game to get a win. Um, Mike Smith, the Oilers starting goalie, was pulled uh, after allowing three goals on 10 shots. His backup then allowed five. There was an empty netter in there as well. And yet, uh, Jakob Markstrom of the winning Calgary Flames allowed six, and his save percentage was 786. Ah, I want every game to be this way. <laughs> I'd love every game to be this way between these two, wouldn't you? The goalie that got pulled six minutes in might have been the best goalie in the game. Because <laughs> the other two sucked just as much. Um, that It was... Like genuinely incredible. Like yeah. a nine-six game is ridiculous. To even the think, incredible but... part was they tied it at six after right. lo- after losing five to one to tie it at six was right. more incredible than anything else. And that's and that's why I'm a little disappointed that Edmonton didn't actually pull off the right. win because right. now it's Come just all like the way oh back. yeah cool comeback and you still lost and you by still lost the goals. Game. But it, it would have been if Calgary had blown a five-one oh. lead. That is talk about stealing one. Oh, that is an unbelievable meltdown. That is as big of a meltdown as you can have in the NHL. And the uh, Oilers just couldn't quite pull it off. But um, Every game we want this way. Yeah, the game two is going to be one nothing. We know that, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mike Smith will come in and he'll do what he did the last, the, actually the last uh, series and actually be good. Yeah. Well, and you know what's funny? Mike Smith got pulled in that game. And I don't think there's any question he's starting game two because his backup wasn't any oh, good. Oh, yeah. Either. Yeah. They said that at the end, like who's going to start, and, they, and the announcer's like, "Oh, Mike Smith. Who would you think would start?" It's like obviously Not this guy, obviously this five. guy who came in who stunk, Miko. And if you're if you're Calgary, I guess you don't. I got, you got to start. No, but, you got to start. Start Markstrom. I can't even tell you who the backup is there. But like he gave up six. It, I know. It wasn't good. No, you can't. I I couldn't even tell you the backup. Do you think they've slayed the dragon and now it's just a matter of uh, of cooking up some, some supper? The Hurricanes beat the Rangers in overtime, so Carolina takes game one. Uh, Carolina, the Rangers had a one nothing lead in the third period. Carolina scored in the last four minutes to tie it up. So Gerard Gallant, by the way, Jack Adams finalist again. Oh, yes, another Jack Adams for Gerard. Yeah. I don't know. All, He's it's a all. finalist. Already down one nothing though. They did come from behind to win the last series. But oh, that was the thing. Did you see Gerard Gallant after losing the game in overtime two to one said it was the best game they played all season? I did not see that. Yeah. So they I'm missed an guessing, open net that would have ended it. Yeah, it would have been helpful. I'm guessing he's primarily looking at that from a defensive standpoint because they only allowed twenty six shots on goal right. in a game that went to overtime. But I can't imagine scoring one goal and they only had twenty eight themselves. I can't imagine scoring one goal, having less than 30 shots on goal, and that being your best game of the season. Maybe defensively it was good, but that can't be your best game of the season. I mean, we sort of want Gerard to win it all, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you kind of isn't that kind of the feeling around here? Just uh, let him win it all. That'd be pretty funny. That'd be pretty it? funny. That'd be pretty funny if Gerard Gallant won the Stanley Cup. On defense. 
All right. Nick Saban uh, went on a bit of a rampage yesterday against name, image, and likeness. He called out Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher. He called out Deion Sanders at Jackson State. He called out um, Miami basketball because they're getting guys that are getting NIL deals that are announced publicly. Uh, but his quote about Texas A&M was, we were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. We didn't buy one player, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Um, there's a lot more Nick Saban said. Do we think Nick Saban needs to kind of shut up because uh, this is reality, or does Nick Saban have any legitimate point here? He needs, I think he needs to shut up. He might not have bought every player, but his quarterback has a $1 million NIL deal. Bryce Young's going to make a million dollars. So don't tell – and I don't know. I don't have the list in front of me, but I guarantee, guarantee that Bryce Young isn't the only Alabama player with an NIL. I mean, probably all their starters have him. So while I guess he didn't recruit to that, when they get there, they do fine for themselves. So yeah. I don't want to hear from Nick Saban. <laughs> <laughs> that, was his, that was his weird point he was trying to make was that Texas A&M recruited players with the promise of NIL deals where Alabama just recruited players and then once they got there he, he they got money. NIL yeah, deals. Absolutely. Like it it was very it's a very strange like place to draw the line on name image and likeness for Nick Saban, but um he he also mentioned Miami basketball and if you don't remember Nigel Pack is transferring from Kansas State to Miami, uh it's been publicized by his by a the guy with life wallet, whatever the hell life wallet is, he's the one giving all the money to Miami basketball that they're paying him $400,000 a year for the next two years. Um, that yeah. guy who runs life wallet is John Ruiz. He tweeted out last night, Saban's statement contained numerous admissions that he and the school violate NCA rules by involving themselves in NIL deals. Um, which that's technically the rules. Coaches are not like allowed to facilitate NIL deals. Do they? Most likely, yes, oh, yeah, but they're absolutely. not technically yes. allowed to. You mean he's so, saying that they can't recruit to that? You well, can't say, hey, Jimmy, saying, you got to come here because we're going to get you hundred grand. The 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 actual way it's supposed to happen is coaches are not supposed to have anything to do with NIL deals. Not supposed to like know they're going on. They're just they just they're supposed to do their thing normally, and then hey, cool, this company wants to pay my player a hundred thousand dollars to be in a commercial, right? That's how it's supposed to work a coach is actively involved in an NIL deal, that's an NCAA violation. Okay. There's so, no chance coaches are not involved in NIL right. deals. Right. I would love Zero. for Nick Saban to somehow get in trouble for trying to take out everybody else, but yeah. yet admitting yeah. that he was involved in NIL Come deals. On. It's he, never mentioned during recruiting, so if he's down to A&M and the kid's in Saban's office and the kid says they can get me four hundred grand, Saban's going to say, I can't talk about that? Yeah, would Come be on. fun. Um, I did see a tweet a couple of minutes ago that said Jimbo Fisher is about to talk to the media. Oh, uh, so this would be great. We, we might be getting some Jimbo Fisher updates. This is going to be great. Show. Doesn't matter what I say, Mike. You're going to write fucking every time. So it doesn't matter what you say. The U.S. men's and women's national teams will receive equal pay going forward. A new CBA was signed with U.S. soccer. To oversimplify this, uh, the men's and women's teams are simply going to pool all of the money that both teams earn through you know, playing and winning games in the World Cup, advertising, tickets, all of that is going to be split evenly. They're going to pool it and split it evenly. So even if, like, because for example, 
in men's soccer, you get more money for advancing to the round of 16 than the team does that wins the Women's World Cup. So even if the men make more money because they go to the round of 16 and the women win the World Cup, they're still going to pool that and then split it evenly uh, amongst this, the men's and women's sponsorships? Uh, so the, the the portion that the players get from sponsorships will now be spread out evenly. Uh, a big portion of that still goes to the like actual federation that you know runs everything. So but Christian, portion, yes. Christian Pulisic gets incredible amount of sponsors, okay? So his sponsorship, his no. money... Not, not not if they're sponsoring specific players. Yeah, not if Christian Pulisic has a sponsor, like a Puma deal. I think right, he's, I right. think he's Puma. No, no, this is like if whoever, like Nike sponsors Team USA. Okay. Whatever right. money Nike pays will be split okay. evenly does, between the two teams. Does this seem unfair to anyone? Because the women's team always wins, and the men's team always disappoints every time. So why, like, the I don't... The men's team's disappointed once in 20 years. What are you talking about? Okay. We, we, in all seriousness, the only time the U.S. men's national team is truly disappointed was the last time they missed the World Cup. Every other time they go to the World Cup, they win games. They beat teams they're not supposed to beat. We get knocked out I by, don't... like, Belgium. I don't know anything about Belgium the sponsorship of teams. I'm just guessing here, and you can help me. That the men's teams get Team USA gets larger sponsorship for the men. Am I wrong about that? Yes, that, and that's been the argument the entire time. Is that, like, like I said, FIFA pays out money to teams for how far they go in the World Cup. Okay, you get more money for going to the round of sixteen in the men's World Cup than, than the, the women, women actually do for winning. Winning, winning. They, and it's they... like it's like double. So yeah, that's always been the argument. Is like, well, it's supposed to be split evenly, but like the men's tournament brings in so much more money. That you're like, well, we're going to split it evenly, even though right. we're the ones bringing it in, right. even if they don't go as far. And I believe the United States is now the only uh, the only soccer federation in the world that's doing an even split. Everywhere else, regardless of how good the men's or the women's team is, there is not an even split. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! Hey, Jared, while we're talking here, go look up where Belgium ranks in the FIFA World Rankings. Uh, Lights FC oh, drew with Birmingham. Nil-nil last night. Uh, Lights played an entire game, did not score, and only had one shot on goal. Uh, kind of boring, kind of embarrassing. But four wins, four losses, four draws on the year. They are still in a playoff spot with 16 points through 12 games. Good for Lights FC. Going to get yes, it done this let's year. Let's make this happen. Let's get it uh, done. Let's see. Get they the are. Eh, they're three points ahead of the the team that's out of the playoffs right okay. now. Oh, so that's big lead. Yeah. Well, Twelve games. How many early. regular season games are there? Uh, thirty. Thirty. They changed it. Is it thirty-four? I think it's thirty-four. Okay. Might right. be different. Still, still um, a little early to. You'll, you'll like this, Ed. They're three points ahead of New Mexico. New Mexico would be the first team out right now. New Mexico Dear has God. three games in hand. They have three. Oh, oof, oof. yeah. Games in hand already. Big ooh. conversation topic. Belgium is ranked second in the world and 20th with women. They are above France. Jesus Christ. Okay. Shove it in. The Pac-12 <laughs> has dumped divisions for football. Uh, so what that means is the two teams with the best Pac-12 records will play for the conference title, regardless of which division they would have been in 
before. The Mountain West has talked about doing this. The NCAA dropped a rule. There used to be a rule that required conferences with 12 teams to have two divisions and then match the two division winners in the conference championship game. They dropped that, which means conferences can now just put their two best teams in regardless of division. I think every conference is going to do this because it helps your best teams. It gives well, you, if, yeah, if you've got it, a, a undefeated team, it helps them to play an 11 and one team. Yeah. Cause it helps their resume. And if you're the PAC 12, uh, you know, a power five who wants to get more teams in this college football playoff, it makes absolute sense. Yep. I mean, that's, and it's an easy even if decision. You're just, even if you're just the mountain West and you're trying yeah. to have the best group of five teams, so you get yeah. into a new year six bowl and get more sense. money. It makes sense to have whatever 11 and one Boise state play 10 and two Wyoming right. rather than eight and four San Diego state or whatever right. the scenario exactly. would be. It just makes more sense. It's a better way to do it. And that's, that's what we're going to have in college basketball or college football. Now to get minutes in this program and, you know, to make a nice college cheer for you. This is that lunacy. Is there a wow. murder going on? That was awesome. Listen, Ruby's going to reenact that if she doesn't get fed pretty soon. <laughs> um, Max Scherzer pulled himself from a game last night, middle of an at-bat against Albert Pujols, just immediately signaled to the dugout after throwing a pitch that he was done. Uh, the Mets said he, he left with uh, side discomfort. Uh, Mets have been good this year, but Scherzer might be hurt now, and Jacob deGrom is still out, still a month at least away from returning. Uh, they have two of the best pitchers in baseball, maybe the best one-two punch in baseball, and we might not actually see them pitch no. on consecutive days for the entire season. Yeah, it was it was weird. He came off the mound. I just I, I was just watching it back, and uh, it balls low, and he just man, he just he throws his uh, hand up to his neck and says, "I'm done." He knew yeah. right away. So that's usually not a good sign. No, um, no. But we'll see what happens with Max Scherzer. Coming up next, we'll jump into the Raiders and if they have actually improved where they needed to improve this offseason. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Okay. Ed, we've got a lot of updates here. First Is off. Jimbo Fisher? We'll get to Jimbo Fisher. Oh. First off. Our our favorite friends from yesterday at Madrid Zone. Yes. Uh, they have another report out. Remember I told you Kylian Mbappe might be leaving PSG for Real Madrid? Yeah. Uh, according to Madrid Zone, <laughs> PSG have offered Mbappe to be owner of their sporting project, which would allow him to change coaches and players as he wishes. Mbappe? Yes, so I don't believe it. But that's what Madrid Zone is reporting, and that's who we were going off from yesterday. I want to. I want to work for Madrid Zone. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Probably have no deadline. You can just you can just write stuff. People would be quoting you across the across the uh, ocean. It'd be awesome. Uh, so Madrid Zone, uh, tremendous outlet uh, that I assume is in Madrid, but they tweet in English, so maybe they're not in Madrid. Uh, they're saying PSG is offering a player who's 23 to be able to fire coaches and hire coaches <laughs> and sign players, I guess. Um, also an important update. I did not see this until this morning. Uh, Matthew Kachuk scored a hat trick in last night's game for the flames. I saw this, his yeah. father, Keith yeah. in the crowd would not throw his hat. He took his hat the off. And then I don't know if it's a sister or girlfriend, <laughs> or wife. I don't know who it was, but imploring him to throw the hat. He's like, no, I'm not throwing. It's yeah. my hat. 
Yep. Diz, he I does paid not 25 bucks for this yeah. thing. I'm not throwing it. Matthew doesn't give me anything. I'm not throwing this hat. 25 That's a cheap hat now. Most hats are expensive. All right. Um, apparently, the greatest press conference in college football yes. history just happened. Um, Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M's head coach, just had a press conference. And he had a press conference today to address things that Nick Saban said last night. Nick Saban basically accused Texas A&M of cheating by using NIL deals to sign their recruits. Uh, so today, I'm, I'm just going to read through some tweets that I've seen. Jimbo Fisher called um, Nick Saban narcissistic today. Jimbo Fisher said that Nick Saban's comments were despicable. Jimbo Fisher said that Nick Saban tried to call him and that Jimbo Fisher didn't answer. Uh, Jimbo Fisher said, I don't cheat. I don't lie. I learned that when I was a kid. And if you did, the old man slapped you upside the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him, referring to Nick Saban. He also said, I know how some of those guys recruit too. Go dig into that. I know the history. I know the tradition. And I know things. Trust me. You don't want to go down that avenue. Unbelievable. This is phenomenal. This Greatest is a, coaching press conference ever. This is another one. What's funny in that talk, which I guess when Saban was on uh, whatever he was doing on the show there with the three people, right before Saban said that about us, he wasn't, wasn't he soliciting funds from the card? It's amazing, <laughs> wasn't it? When you walk on water, I guess it don't matter. It's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I I so badly want somehow Texas A&M and Alabama to, to like take each other down. Well, it's uh the, it's October 8th. October 8th they play. So no. uh, <laughs> uh, right now right now it's Bama minus 40. Um but but <laughs> but uh we're going to see we're going to see what happens on October 8th because in those situations I, I always, uh, I'll always side with uh, Saban in that situation. For, forget about the game. I want these two coming out with like, here's the evidence that Alabama cheated. Oh, I, I want like he backs I, and, it up with real evidence, right? I that's what I want to see here. And now the NCAA is like, I guess we have to investigate Nick Saban <laughs> because Jimbo Fisher was like, I got the receipts, guys. These guys have been cheating for years. Like that would be incredible. And by the way. Like, if you're a college football fan of, like, an SEC team right now, you're just praying your coach doesn't say anything for the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. Ju you're just yeah. like, shut up. Don't, Nobody don't, say do not anything. open your mouth. Nobody say anything. Look what happened. <laughs> because Jimbo Fisher sounds like he's ready to take down anybody he can. I think this is awesome. I hope that I hope it just keeps on going. What? How, how will these guys be at the SEC media days, which are covered like, you know, Nebraska oh. spring practices with 60,000 media members there. That will be awesome. This I love that Jimbo Fisher said Saban tried to call him and he didn't answer. Yeah. He's like, I wouldn't answer either after what he said. Oh, my God. He Texas A&M football had a press conference today specifically for Jimbo Fisher to, just to yell at Nick, Nick Saban. Saban. Yeah, to just it's rip incredible. Him. It is awesome. Like, we're over here like, will the Golden Knights owner ever give a press conference? No. But – Texas A&M is like, you said, what about us? All right, 9 a.m. tomorrow, we're talking to the media. Oh, it's incredible. It's um, And I don't. did anybody even ask him questions? Did he I just didn't get see it. I, th I think talking? he just got up and left. <laughs> and they said, thanks, coach. They gave him the, the typical thanks, coach. There was no need to ask any questions about no, this. You should, no, he, gave just, you all that. he sits down and just says, coach, make an opening statement. 
<laughs> and his opening statement was 30 minutes ripping Saban. He goes, well, I got to go. See, thanks, coach. Oh, oh, this is so good. I love that he says somebody should have slapped Nick Saban. Oh, this is incredible. College, college football, I, it's the best, isn't it? Like, college yeah, football you don't get in the this, NBA? Especially, especially um, uh, in the SEC when they really go after each other. You don't get this in a lot of sports. I mean, people will say stuff and they'll talk a little smack, but not to this level. They never have two coaches going at each other like this. And, you know, Saban, as as I guess Jim, Jimbo Fisher called, said, we may come out to be the czar of college football. I mean, I think Saban believes that. And, uh, I mean, what did he think was going to happen? And he says this and, and immediately calls Jimbo. What did he think was going to happen? I'm sure he knew what was going to happen. I don't know if he knew he'd call a special press conference and rip the hell out of him for 10 minutes. Pretty funny. I just love so much. I love it so much that we have multiple coaches accusing each other of cheating now it's incredible like nick saban i guess to go back to nick saban why yesterday was he so angry at texas a&m like was he that mad that they had because they have the number one recruiting class? class and he had number two right was he like that upset about that that he was like well they cheated i didn't cheat they cheated like it's such a weird time like it's the middle of may and we're just out here like yep time to just crush jimbo fisher <laughs> And Jimbo's like, no, sir, you're going down with me. You you might be able to take me down, but you're going down with me. Like, oh, it's great. I need like four programs to somehow get involved in this, too. There's something delightful about the fact that a man named Jimbo <laughs> has credibility. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> let me set the record straight. <laughs> like, Lane Kiffin just needs to keep his mouth shut. Oh. Ole Miss has already gotten oh. in trouble enough for cheating. Uh, I'm sure it's still happening. I need, just, I need, uh, I need, I need Mississippi State and Ole Miss to get into yeah, so a let's similar. Have, let's yeah. have one of these. I'm pretty sure Nick or uh, Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach like each other, though. I need then. Okay, then what we need them is to like put up a collective front that like, hey, at least we're not cheating like Alabama. Right. <laughs> they need to come out with a, a statement. Joint, at least we're like, not Texas A&M. Right, we've been robbed of SEC championships because Texas A&M and Alabama have been cheating for years. This is what, yep, they need to come out with a joint statement saying that they have been screwed out of winning because Alabama and Texas A&M have admitted to cheating. You have everyone on Twitter now, all these weird Alabama fans saying, wah, wah, quit whining, quit whining. It's like, okay. Win a championship. Yeah. Uh, Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach need to start hanging banners. For SEC championships, <laughs> saying that yeah, we would have won it if it wasn't if for all these cheaters. Yep, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher cheating every single day. That's what that's what needs to happen. Coming up next, Darren Millard joins the show. Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK update with Darren Millsy Millard. Darren. Who's the next Tyler. coach going to be? Give us a name. Tell us now. I can't tell you who the next coach is going to be because I don't know. John Tortorella. I, I, did. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Tortorella. I, I tell you a couple of names that I don't think it's going to be, uh, but uh, but I don't know who it's going to be. There's a there's a lot of candidates out there, and there's a lot of openings out there right now. Uh, as much as I remember. Uh, at any particular time. so And there's some big names out there and some names that have been out there for uh, a little while and some names that uh, that I think you can see uh, being promoted from assistants 
some some college coaches uh, uh, that uh, that you have had head coaching uh, experience in the past. There's uh, it's wide open right now. Paulina Gretzky. We can do we can do some process of elimination. What besides Tortorella? What other names are you confident it's not going to be? Mm, uh, I don't think. Uh, well, Tortorella for sure. I don't think that uh, that Joel Quenville because he's uh, he's still under contract with uh, the Florida Panthers and he's suspended. So that would be uh, a lengthier process. So uh, I I don't see that. I mean that could change. There could be avenues that you go down that, but. Uh, but uh, I don't think that the, that name that's been brought up a couple of times would necessarily be at the, at the front of the list. And I, I do think that uh, uh, Barry Trotz is, is likely destined for Winnipeg. So uh, there's, there's three that, uh, that I don't expect. Uh, Trotz would probably be the most likely out of those three uh, if, if it ever happened. But, uh, but those three, I would, uh, uh, big names, uh, I, would, I would stroke off. Even if you're Trots, though, and I know Winnipeg is home, even if you're Trots, wouldn't you look at it and say, who has the best chance to win a Stanley Cup, and that would be the Knights? So I, I talked to a couple of uh, people this week, Ed, who, uh, who were very intrigued uh, and, uh, and got a bit of a uh, 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 jump in their step about, uh, about the possibility of uh, ever being able to coach the, the Golden Knights. Uh, uh, a couple of the two in particular that I, that I talked to didn't expect the, the job to be open. Uh, and and uh, and we're like, wow, that's uh, that's different. Uh, didn't expect it, and uh, be really interested. So, uh, absolutely, I, I think you're you're right on the money with Trot that uh, that he might hold back. Uh, he's gone through the interview process. Doesn't mean he's going to get get the job in Winnipeg. Doesn't mean he's going to take the job in Winnipeg. Uh, I saw a great quote this week uh, from somebody saying, "Who's interviewing who in Winnipeg?" Uh, because Trotz <laughs> has been around so long that that he's probably got as many questions as as uh, Chevy. And, and and Mark Chipman, uh, so uh, it it doesn't mean that uh, that that it's uh, hook line and sinker uh, with 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 Trotsy, but uh, because this is such an amazing opportunity to win a Stanley Cup and be in such a great environment, uh, it's proven itself over the first five years. When Kelly McCrimmon says they need a new voice, does he mean more than that? Does he mean they need like new system, a new style of play for their roster, or does he simply just mean they need a new voice to talk to the players? He's probably interested in a little in some tweaking uh, all over the place, uh, but uh, but but I think he's uh, he's uh, honest when he when he believes that they they need a new voice and uh, somebody in charge. Like I, I, I'm up front with you guys. Uh, I love uh, Pete. I, I'm I'm a friend of Pete's. So um, uh, I like uh, I like what he did, but but I we all get uh, to the point where we, we we need some type of different uh, push, or uh, we're in a situation where we're uh, we're, we're we're pushing uh, uh, and, and trying to generate uh, stuff that, that that that's maybe not there. So I think that uh, that this is. Uh, uh, probably an idea where where you do get a different voice, a different presence uh, in and around the locker room. That that's going to be different. But but as far as systems and approaches, there's there's definitely some tweaks that that will come along with that. That Kelly, with with uh, after watching for the last uh, few years, would would like to implement it because this team's changed a lot since Pete took over, uh, very significantly since Pete took over. So. There's an evolution of, of that as well, where where you'd like to, uh, maybe to see uh, something adjusted along the way. 
McCrimmon gave the insinuation that he and McPhee decided this and then went to Foley and kind of rubber stamped it. Bill Foley says he's going to be more, more involved. Uh, it won't be major things, but little things, although this seemed pretty major. Um, did you get the idea that's how it happened, that Bill Foley just said, okay, if that's what you want to do, let's do it? And going forward, what did you think Bill Foley meant by being more involved? Uh, I think he just wants to be, uh, like, he's always present, as far as I know. Uh, I don't get, uh, believe it or not, as important as I think I am. I don't get invited into those uh, those those types of meetings. But uh, what I uh, what I do perceive uh, from from the outside is he's he's always been present. He's always been in and around, and 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 happy, and he's passionate about that. And I, I love that part of it. But I think that uh, he probably just wants to have an uh, extra little say, maybe uh, uh, because uh, he, he's. Uh, uh, to the point now where he's very comfortable in, in that regard. Uh, so I, I think that uh, that uh, there there won't be some things that will just be brought to him. Uh, I took that as meaning that uh, that he might have some ideas that that, that he may bring to the to the table uh, as well. I, I'm with you, Ed. I don't think it'll be huge, significant. Uh, Massive uh, things, but there might be uh, philosophical uh, ideas or or different uh, different approaches uh, that he might bring to the team, and uh, I think that's just an evolution uh, process about uh, about being around the organization, watching, and he's done it the right way. He's done it amazing. Uh, he, he didn't jump in with both feet uh, right off the bat. Uh, he's he's learned along the way, and, uh, and he's really educated himself. So I, I'm I'm excited to see what he brings. Uh, like firing a head coach, that's what he brings. Well, that apparently wasn't uh, that was brought to him, and and he approved that. So I don't think that that fits the same bill as what Ed and I were talking about. Yeah, it could be though. It could be. All right, I have a question for you on the goaltenders here. Um, uh-huh. When you hear when you hear a month away from knowing a timeline on Robin Leonard, it's not exactly uh, the best thing to hear. And me at least, I'm like, hey, you might miss some time. If Leonard does have to miss some time. Can the Golden Knights really go into next season with Logan Thompson and Laurent Brossois for a month, two months, three months as the top two goalies on a team expected to contend for the Stanley Cup? Well, you've you've expanded the window pretty significantly there along the way between one month, two months, and and three months. Uh, I don't know how much time, if any, he's going to miss. Uh, It could be training camp. It could be the start of the season. Uh, Given when he had the surgery... It's, I mean, that would be to miss two months of the season would be uh, for for that surgery. Uh, three months would be uh, something uh, sort of uh, out of left field for me. So uh, when if, if you're missing time, I'm thinking training camp, and then you work your way back at at the start of the season. So I, I don't think it's 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 huge. Maybe maybe a, a couple weeks, maybe a month. Uh, and if that's the case, then then yeah, you you can go in with the uh, with the other two guys based on on uh, Laurent Brassois, uh, uh background when he's been healthy when he's when he's played uh, he's five hundred uh, right around there or a little bit better and Logan Thompson uh, won won ten games for you uh, last year uh, out of nowhere and has had a, a nice little run of the World Championships to start so uh, I, I think that that uh, the uh, for those two guys to lead on them to buy some time, Tyler, uh, I, I don't see uh, an issue with that. But I also don't buy into your uh, 
throwing out uh, two months or three months. Like that, 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 that changes it significantly. I mean, he's played 63 games over the last two years total. It's not like they've right. gotten Robin Leonard for the entirety of a season yet. No, you're right. Yeah, one of those uh, seasons was was uh, constricted uh, because of the COVID nineteen. So that 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 probably puts it up a, a little bit if it's a full eighty two game schedule. So you you can't take that at full uh, face value. But you're right. Like he's been he's been hurt the last two years. So this is this is an important season and, and important for him to get back healthy and and be back as soon as possible to uh, to give this team a full. Uh, Full confidence in him and then him and them. Do you think, uh, given his age and it is a back surgery, that Mark Stone will be Mark Stone again, given it's a back? Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm with Kelly in, in that it was good news because, and, and I'll steal this from uh, Gary Lawless, who I uh, did the live stream with the other day. Like, uh, it's good news because you, you've got the uh, perceived problem there. Uh, you found it, and and you can address it, and you can go forward on it. And uh, I fully uh, anticipate uh, him being uh, relieved. And I, I think uh, when I use the word relieved, like I, I think he'll really be like it'll be a big load off his shoulders to know this, and he'll be back, and he'll be a hundred percent. I'm 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 excited about this, and we've come so far with the, with the surgery, and uh, we've all had people or, or ourselves. That have been encountered this, and it's debilitating. Uh, and and the uh, the relief that that the CM people's uh, faces and their attitudes, uh, being able to to go about it, uh, I, I I fully expect that to be tenfold with Mark Stone knowing how expressive he is. I I, I think it's going to be awesome to see him back and being back uh, being Mark Stone again. Two there's, important there's, questions there's, for you. You're right, though, Ed. Though, like, there's a concern because it's the back. I, yeah. I won't discount that, but uh, but I, I'm I'm optimistic. Given that they that he's researched this so much, uh, almost gone down the Jack Eichel uh, rabbit hole in, in doing so much himself, along with the uh, the team medical staff, that uh, that uh, I think that, uh, that if this wasn't the right choice, Mark Stone would not be doing it. Two important questions for you: How are you doing? Are you good after your accident? I'm good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, last week was uh, was last week was a good turning point uh, for me. Okay. So, uh, that's, that's good I'm still. To hear. I'm still. I, I would say I'm still sleeping a lot more, including this morning. Uh, uh, sleeping a lot more and turning my phone off uh, at times, but uh, but it's uh, it's it's great. I'm doing okay. I'm doing two hours of the show today for the first time in a long time, so I think that's a big step. So I, I'm 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 very positive. All right, uh, second important question: Have you ever had canned bread? What is canned okay. bread? Thank okay. you. That's the right Thank answer. You. That's Thank all you. we needed to hear from you. That's the right answer. Don't worry about what? it. You don't need to think about it ever again in your life. It's not important. I just wanted to check and see if that was a Canadian thing as well. I'm going to Google it now. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, uh, it, sounds, yeah. it sounds like something in space, like you would yeah. take out there. Well, and consider does. Boston space, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, right. one of you two three have had canned bread. I'm going to go no, here. No. Uh, None no, of us have. No. Uh, Mike, we didn't know Mike it existed. Mike Ramala, Mike Ramala who joined us earlier, had canned bread last week. What the heck? Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's apparently a New England thing, according to him. So I don't think that's bread. any of the buffets on the strip. I don't no, think so either. I don't think so either. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Darren. He's Darren Malone. Thank you, Darren. Insider Show. Thanks, Love Darren. Love you guys. Thank you, brother.
So, Darren Millard. Um, never had canned... You think J.R. Starkus can make a drink that pairs well with canned bread? I think J.R. Uh, Starkus yeah. can make a drink with anything. Yes. It's canned bread. That's yeah. a tough one. If to anyone do. can, it's our can extreme mixologist. It's coming up a... at 9.30. <laughs> can you use canned bread as a garnish? Does that work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. little piece of that spongy <laughs> thing that Grimala had on his Twitter feed. <laughs> All right, coming up next, has Jimbo Fisher said anything else yet? It's the Press Box with Brady Fisher on ESPN Las Vegas. The terror is this. There's no guarantee that a baseball game will ever end. There's no clock. It's absolutely possible for a pitcher to be so ineffective that outs are never reported, and the game marches on, locked in a death spiral until the end of time. We have an important update here. Um, Shout out to Christopher on Twitter for sending us this. This is from a story on canned bread. Uh, Canned brown bread, like banana bread and muffins, are baked goods who are lying to you about what they are. This is cake. It's not good cake, mind you. It's a giant bran muffin that comes in a suit of armor. The label also suggests that you can put it in the microwave. I did not do that because if I saw someone putting bread cake in a microwave, I'd assume there was a robot that just learned what food was. That's a great update on canned <laughs> bread. I have one from our good friend Steve Carp. I've had it, actually. Usually goes with Franks and Beans, another Boston staple. It's not horrible. Mine had raisins in it. I survived. Raisins in the canned bread? It appeared, or, it, wow. Well, raisin bread, yeah. You've have, have you, yeah, you had okay. raisin bread, sure. Yeah, that's uh, all right. He said, Carp said, Steve Carp said, I think I've seen it and sold in Vegas. Oh, we really? got to get a can. We got to get a can and invite Grimal in if he's allowed to come in. If he's allowed to come in anymore, we'll get him the one with raisins because then he'll be horrified of it. Three things of canned bread, and the segment is just the three of you eating. Yeah, be awesome. Do you think? Oh, Tyler doesn't look real good. Has Mike Grimala had a raisin before? Ooh, put it on the put it on Twitter. Yeah, that's a good one. I have no idea. That would I'm be that'd be no. kind of a chance. I'd say no. Yes well, or no. no to a raisin. I'm, all I, the, I'm gonna put it on I mean, Twitter right now. How many things has have he had, raisins has he had a in grape? It? Yes, I'd say yes. I in that in that sense, yes, I would say yes. Then, but okay. he had to. Have he had might a he grape. might not have had a grape before. I. He's never had a I'm grape. No on raisin. Big question. We might need to call him back. Big question mark on. On grape, he's there. never had it's, a grape. Uh, it's Mike Ramala. Come on now, he's had he hasn't had anything unless he's had it recently, and he tells us everything that he's had. Uh, Hold he, on, just he a second. might not have had a grape. You want to hear great radio? You ready? Yeah. Have you ever had a grape? Question mark. Did you just voice text yes. Mike Ramala? <laughs> <laughs> Good work. Um, while we await, while we'll we await the, the answer, the update from Mike Ramala. I have another Jimbo Fisher quote for oh, you. Good. That this one might be the best one. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his deal. You may find out about a lot of things you don't want to know. We build him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. Okay. Well, oh, and Jimbo also said I'll never go. He goes, that's one reason I wouldn't have gone back with him. And that's why I coached with Bobby Bowden. He compared both Bobby Bowden and Nick Saban to each other. And he said that's why he wouldn't. He had not gone back. Well, obviously he wouldn't now, but when he was going through his career, that he wasn't going to go back with uh, Saban. But he would go back with Bobby Bowden. God, this is incredible. This um, is unbelievable. Quick update. Mike Ramallah. 
grapes. Green, yes. Purple, no. Oh, <laughs> wow. Early returns on our poll. 100% no. Uh, Ed, do the voice to text thing. Ask him about raisins. No, 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 no. Come on, we gotta get the we gotta get the results of the poll. People. Well, I won't. Fine. I won't. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. What about raisin? Question mark. Have you had those? Question mark. Do you think he knows what a raisin is? Oh, he has to. He might not. He, oh, he Jesus might not know Christ. what a raisin is. He may not. I love how confident you are. Like, no, no. He may not. Like, because what do you eat raisins in? There's like there's oatmeal raisin, raisin There's raisin cookies. toast. There's oatmeal raisin. There's raisin, yeah, bread or toast. There's you raisin bran. Like, um, you, like, you can put them with your oatmeal. Like, I guess you can buy raisins on their own. But I don't envision Mike Grimala having ever eaten or considered eating any of those things. The Mike Grimala is now one, texting back immediately. He must love only, this. The only possible one is had, maybe he's had an oatmeal raisin cookie. Oh. Maybe. Because he, he does like baked goods. Of all, he doesn't like normal food, but he'll eat like any baked good. But he's also told me he doesn't like fruit in his baked goods. So he would not probably willingly go oatmeal raisin cookie. Boy, so, I'm getting the three dots, and there's a lot of them. So he's writing a lot about this raisin. Grimala, you got 30 seconds to answer oh, this. Oh, ready? Hour. Okay. Here we go. Not a regular raisin, but you know what? I've had raisinettes. <laughs> the hell are raisinettes? Candy are with baby chocolate raisins? on them. Yeah, with oh, chocolate. Oh, chocolate yeah. on them. Okay. Yeah. So this is like when my girlfriend eats strawberries that are covered in chocolate, and she only eats yeah. the chocolate off the strawberry. Yes, that's, that's exactly like, what. I had a strawberry, and I'm like, you had regular like one chocolate piece or dark chocolate, the raisinettes oh. come in. Yes. Yeah. I don't think that counts. I don't think no. that counts. He hasn't had a real raisin. No. 